Dan McCauley is a worship leader and recording artist, and we've had Dan here at Whoopi Christian a number of times over the last 11 years, we were just calculating, and um, he uh, and his lovely wife, Danielle, live just outside of Buffalo, although they're both uh, Canadians, and um, uh, Danielle is an author. She's written a book called Why Can't We Just Get Along, and another one called Table Talk uh, Family Dinner Devotionals. They are parenting two kids who are about to become teenagers soon. And um, together, Dan and Danielle host, co-host a show that is called A Better Us, along with, uh, among others, Ron and Ann Means, uh, Pinball and Diane Clemens, Diane, who has been here before. And you'll find all four seasons of that on their YouTube channel. Um, and it's definitely worth looking up and looking into great sessions about communication and all kinds of different marital issues. So um, welcome, Dan and Danielle. So happy to have you guys here with us today. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for having us. Glad to be a part of it. Is the sun shining down there in Buffalo as much as it is here in Toronto today? It is. Yeah. Oftentimes, if we do a video thing, we'll set up some lights and stuff, but we have some windows right here, and we didn't need it. There's the sun's just, pouring in. sun's pouring in. Yes. Same here. We've got, a, we've got a bit of lighting, but yeah, my windows are all open, and there's a wall of sunshine coming at me, which, um, which is always nice and lifts the mood a bit. Way better, yeah. <laughs> it's vitamin D. So you guys have been married for, is it, se I heard you say 17 recently. Is it still 17 or? It's actually about to be 20. 20. So we need to update that. Whatever, yeah, Whatever wherever you read, read 17, <laughs> it's, like, it's three years old. It's for 20 uh, years. Yeah, yes. in May, it'll be 20. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And I was reading um, that you guys met at Brayside Camp. We did. We did. Yes. Yeah. So we met, as, we met back as teenagers. Yeah. Well, she was. <laughs> I was I'm, about, I'm actually five years older than yeah, her, so I read that. <laughs> <laughs> so we were hanging out in the same kind of friends group of, of, of teens, and I was on the little older end of that, and she was on the younger end, but uh, yeah. But we became pen pals because that was, of course, before um, the internet, and we could, you know, we weren't on Facebook, all of that stuff, so we actually wrote letters. We would see each other at summer camp, and then we would write to each other, uh, in the winter and yeah so that's how our relationship developed yeah. you seem you seem much too young to have existed before email <laughs> thank you doesn't it make you sound old before we were before, before the internet, the internet. Yeah. we weren't on facebook yeah facebook didn't exist yes the, the internet didn't exist <laughs> i grew up going to brayside as well and i was thinking as i was reading or watching one of your videos that um brayside is like the capital of revival and romance right the two things that happen yeah. there all the time it was for and us. And we're those the Brayside poster children. Like we actually, he proposed to me at Brayside. Really? And ended up getting married at Brayside too. So yeah, I saw that. I, I near had my second child at Brayside. We went and led worship there and I was eight and a half months pregnant. And I remember actually having some kind of weird contraction feelings at Brayside camp. And so we ended up naming our second born Brayden with a little bit of After the- Brayside. Yeah, a little bit. A yeah. little bit. Interesting. Yeah. So Brayside was a big part of, um, so tell me Danielle about, um, uh, Dan's awesome opening line with you. I think when you were, when you first <laughs> well, met. Quite opening, but we were still fairly new friends and he sat me down. It was after, I, I don't oh, know if you can picture. Come on, picture, we've been friends a year. Maybe. Point, but. Um, and I don't know if you can picture the volleyball court there, but it was after everyone had dispersed and we were still sitting under the big tree that was, uh, by the volleyball court and he said to me you know out of the blue you know you would make a really great wife one day and i think my response was something like 
I just want to get my license. I think uh, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking future tense. And, and how old were you, Danielle, at that point in time? I would have been 15. Maybe. And so you would have been 20. So we were in a complete different headspace there. And I'm pretty sure I got up instantly. I, I didn't wait at all. And I literally ran back into my cottage. I literally ran away from him and said, mom, we've got to go. And then three days later, I got an apology uh, letter in the mail from Dan. And that's actually what started our mm. back and forth writing and becoming pen pals. Which is ultimately really what I was just expressing by saying that. I just said it in a totally wrong way. I started to from the end and working our way back. I should have said, hey, let's become pen pals or let's build something that could maybe lead there instead of, yeah. It worked out for him in the end. So we're calling uh, today's episode uh, Matrimonial Pandemonium. <laughs> and um, marriage can be, I've been married for, I think it's like 35 years this summer, I believe my wife wow. told me the other day. Awesome. And, um, uh, and marriage can have its awesome moments and its challenging moments, but the, pand okay. uh, the pandemic uh, definitely brings another dynamic. So um, a question I would have to you is, have you guys been on the same page or have you, um, have you done with whether you should or shouldn't wash the groceries and all that sort of thing? Have you been on the same page? or? Oh, I, I actually did have, very early on, I did have that moment where we're going, okay, are we leaving all the groceries out on the back porch and a little more frantic at the beginning, you know, when we didn't know what was going on? It can be we had some moments. Yeah, we had our moments. Yeah. As anybody can. It was really crazy actually. We live on a street here and there's a there's a, just a walking trail up here. And um and there's a big field right beside us. And we saw we're sitting here and looking out these windows and we saw this couple driving along in their car and they were just like having at it in the car, like a verbal okay, argument yeah. you could see. And then this car stops and the one of them just gets out and just starts walking away. They just walked right right down the field beside our house and just like walk away. And the other one was following for a while and then trying to call and then just like gave up and got back in the car. And I, we felt really bad for them, but we were witnessing like, um, you know. This is uh, what the pandemic is uh, doing. Yeah, a visceral, yes. you know, argument happening at that time. And there were times I we think it got. a few moments. Similarly, sure. yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it just, it can happen. You're, you're, you're in high stress. Well, fear you're, and stress and all of that yep. just when it's pummeling on you, it just brings out the worst in you. And who's the person that's going to get it is the one you're living with. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely brought, um, I was chatting with some of our folk the other night, and it's definitely brought like an underlying emotional something to our lives. Uh, and we all have our, you know, ups and downs and ins and outs with it. But definitely it, um, it hasn't made uh, family life easier for most, and especially those with children and homeschooling and so many of those dynamics. I know I talked to one family on Sunday here. I uh, have four kids between about four and 12, I think. And they're all homeschooling. The mom and dad were both working from home. So you've got six of them on, you know, the same Wi-Fi network and trying to manage it. And so it's definitely been a, a, a bit of a challenging uh, period. Yeah. I know that in one of the videos I watched, um, you shared about a period that was challenging for you back about seven years ago that sounds like it was maybe a bit of a low point in your marriage. Um, talk to us a little bit about that and what was going on in your lives and inside of each of you as all of those kind of dark months kind of began to come. Yeah, I, I will let you tell the story. But before I say that, I would like to say 
this year has been crazy and we have been one of the hardest hits because we've been without a job this entire year. Our kids have barely been in school, all of our families on the other side of the border. Um, but at New Year's, I remember with some friends of ours, we were talking and we said, you know what, this year actually hasn't been the worst year of our marriage. Hmm. It was actually the one that we were talking about and there's some differences that we could go into, but why don't you share uh, where we were back at, it's probably closer to eight or nine years ago at this point now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a ways ago. And and uh, really, I, I think it was just a converge, convergence of several different factors going on in us. In, high in, stress. Yeah, sure. again, another high stress. We had just come through or were in the midst of and on the tail end of uh, a, a stressful season we were let go where we were before which meant we needed to move and, and change and it wasn't really our fault or doing and there was some whatever just some confusion surrounding it all that left us in a, a, a negative place and, and we uh, found ourselves uh, landing here in Williamsville New York which God has blessed and been a great thing but I think we had some baggage from that little season that was going on I know for me there was some unforgiveness there was uh, you know but from the treatment that I received from my former boss and uh, some things like that and so it, it was kind of uh, and I guess bitterness Mm -hmm. Um, and so it would, uh, I guess it had me on edge and, uh, and prone to anger or snapping, you know, quicker than normal about things that I maybe wouldn't have before. And, and, uh, so we just, uh, we found ourselves, I mean, it wasn't just me, it affected you in different oh, ways yeah. too, but mm -hmm. I think between the way it affected both of us, uh, we just found ourselves in conflict more often and the conflict, you know, escalating, escalating. to shouting or whatever uh, way more often. And mm -hmm. so we actually found ourselves going to marriage counseling, uh, which was a great thing. And we highly encourage people uh, to shake off the stigma that's attached to the idea of going to marriage counseling. Oh, this 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 expression of weakness or uh, humility that I can't solve this on my own, that we need a third person from the outside to say, have you thought about it this way? Have you thought about it that way? Mm -hmm. And to just help us see that. And uh, so we, um, cause, because honestly, a problem that too many people make in their marriages is, is they, they wait too right. long until they've gotten too far down the road. Oh, I can yep. change or I can settle this on my own or we can figure it out on our own. And it's that space between I do and I'm done mm -hmm. that, that uh, we can, we can tighten things up and just admit that we need some help. So we went and got some help and it was awesome. We waited too long. And that's what I feel like we waited until all hell was breaking loose in our home. And um, and so we often say now to couples is build that in. Don't wait until um, you like there's a crisis. Um, and so I feel like the difference between that season of our life and this season of high stress, definite mm -hmm. um, moments where where we are angry and frustrated and it's they were both things that were outside of our marriage that couldn't be helped but the difference was now especially actually because of the show that we've become a part of we have built in to our marriage healthy 
um, healthy things, healthy teaching, um, healthier relationships with mentors and people we can look up to. Um, and that's what I look back Somehow and Somehow I never thought about that. That's what I look because back and go, you know what? Really, we this, handled this. This season, in theory, would be a lot more stressful than that one that was so crippling back then. And the difference oh. is, I feel like we now learn mm. to fight for our marriage and for unity rather against each other. And that's what high stress situations, you, you hear of situations, you know, like a child who's ill or um, something terrible going on. Um, mm -hmm. And it either kind of brings the family together or those situations can cause, can wreak havoc on marriage. And the defining factor for me was um, thinking, you know, we didn't have that infrastructure of mm -hmm. support and, teaching and all of that that we did now and so everything that was going on around us caused us to be angry at each other and now everything that's going on around us with the pandemic is making us go now we have the mentality of it's us against that so there's a there's, the world there's a yeah. lot that we could say with that but i was bringing to mind just the idea of building into your marriage ahead of time when things are good mm -hmm. so that there's something there right. to protect you when things go bad so um on our show that we're a part of, A Better Us, uh, we have marriage experts on a lot of the time. And then and then us and a few other couples will get together and we'll chat about that and share our own experiences and stuff. So there's been guys like Gary Chapman, The Five Love, Love Language, and all kinds of great teachers. Um, but one that's sticking out to my mind in this context right now is we had um, Neil and Cheryl Josephson from Family Life Canada on. And they talked about... Um, putting ropes into your marriage. And the analogy was that uh, back, I guess back in the day, I think it was in the context of like the Midwest or something, um, they, they, they have huge snowstorms in the winter and they need to get from the house to the barn and the barn is a, a ways off and they got to care for the animals or whatever. But that journey alone, if there's a blizzard and there's snow blowing and there's a storm, you can get completely disoriented and go the wrong way. You can get lost. And, you, and so if you wait till the storm happens, you're in trouble. But what they would do is they'd actually fasten a rope from the house to the barn and they hold on to the rope and they follow that rope all the way out to the barn and that and that gets them there but if, if they don't put the rope in place before the storm comes they they don't have any way yeah so their counsel and the subject of that teaching was to put those ropes in your marriage and and some of that uh, getting yeah. good teaching things like we're doing right now we're discussing these things right now uh it's like watching the show mentor yeah. relationships mm -hmm. the idea of having somebody in your life finding someone maybe who's older than you uh wiser than you uh who is for both of you mm -hmm. who cares about the both of you mm -hmm. i remember that was one of the specific things they said yeah. uh someone yes, that you can go to yeah someone that you know you can go to doesn't even be uh, we could never, you know, you might say, oh, I would not have the money to pay for a marriage counselor. Uh, that's what exactly what was our first thought. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of the first offense, but someone who doesn't want to go as well, that's expensive or whatever. Okay. But what about the idea of someone in church who has, you know, been through things in their marriage and can, and can, and, and loves the both of you equally yep. and can, you know, help you do that an older, wiser couple. Mm -hmm. Um, making sure that something like that is there in the good times to sustain you during the bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I know when I, as I was listening to you chat, I was thinking again about sort of the three uh, directions as far as counsel goes. And, you know, there's um, 
uh, professional, which is awesome. And I, I think something people don't often realize is that many, many people have coverage that would, um, would probably apply to that. Hmm. But then there's also the counsel of a, another couple um, or good friends. Uh, I know we've actually got a marriage um, event this Saturday here. And um, the guest, Tony Newhoff, is going to be chatting a little bit about um, how that you need to build strong relationships with other couples who and people who are for your marriage and yeah. being careful not to get caught up in having a friend who's going to help sabotage your spouse when you tell them about, you know, negative things about them or whatever. And so there's the counsel of, you know, professionals, there's the counsel of good friends that you can pour your heart out to and talk to. And there's also the wonderful counselor, you know, which is, um, uh, I found in your story so interesting that it sounds like most commonly what was happening was what was going on inside of each of you. And uh, every marriage is, you know, two people, uh, and I think somebody said years ago, you don't want two people leaning codependently on each other in a way that's unhealthy, but you want two people that are strong, able to stand up and hold hands and walk forward. And so talk to us a little bit about how couples can process what's going on inside of them, their own baggage, so that they not end up doing exactly what you described. And, uh, you know, we all do so easily, unfortunately, in our marriages, which is to dump on the person that we love the most and that is there beside us. And often we're really just taking out um, on them frustrations about what we're upset inside of us. So, so what, talk to us about what that was like for you guys and what, what you can do to just um, not dump on the person you love, but rather find restoration inside of yourself. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the very, the very best thing you can give your spouse, your spouse is a healthy version of you mm-hmm. uh, and, and working on yourself. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about Danielle so much is that she has always been very proactive in working on herself and improving herself and uh, really drilling down on things that are weaknesses in herself. I mean, her book, why can't we all just get along is the exact the exact this the epitome of that uh it came out of uh some brokenness in her life and in some female relationships and even in in a way that she discovered that she was wrong and dealing with some jealous feelings and stuff but she went after that and worked at that and 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 repented of that and confessed that and 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 now the book is the expression of the healing of that on the other side but i say all that and and by the way women that's a great book for you and you can grab it on amazon but i say all that not not really just for a commercial but to say that that is the epitome of who danielle is and working on her own weaknesses and then i you know try and do you know similarly i don't think i'm quite as good at it as you honey but uh, as well because because we we can't change our spouse ourselves and that is a big problem and a big mistake that most of us all often try to make wives love to fix their husbands right oh yes we do <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that's always it's always a losing battle mm-hmm. you know there's that there's, is it stormio stormio martian the yeah, power, power of a praying wife, wife yeah. and, and there's a power of a praying husband too which i have mm-hmm. yeah. yes and and it's it's uh we can't ever change our spouse, but we can work on us. So we have to be the change that we want to see in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And we lead the way by doing it and, and praying and trusting God uh, rather than uh, poking and prodding and nagging. Uh, mm-hmm. It never gets us anywhere. I, I don't want to hog the airspace. No, I would just add to that of what we were talking about before, building in people in your life yep. separately and together. So interestingly enough, the story of me, he was talking about a broken relationship with a female. She is now 
built because of the Lord um, working in, in both of us, single-handedly the most influential woman in my life. Personally, we still, even though we live hours apart, uh, call each other, talk to each other. I just did this morning and pray with each other on the phone every week. And we built Whereas in... before, you like, you hated her. Yes. You were so jealous of yes. her. With a, hated yeah. her with the love of Jesus, right? But all, all that, <laughs> I, the reason I bring that up is now I have that infrastructure outside of Dan to help me become a healthier me. And um, also, uh, I'm not looking to Dan to... Um, to always be the the person who I need to run to for everything yep. um, spiritually and emotionally and all of that. And mm. as a result, her and her husband, who are a little bit more on in years and just wise, wonderful people, they are they know us so well and they know our hearts that when there has been friction, they are for us as a couple. They know us so well that they can help Mm -hmm. and give advice and, and offer moments. So those are things, again, we, we have to seek um, individually because that might not, maybe it's not a couple, maybe it's for, for Dan, someone else, and for me, you know, but um, those, those relationships, um, again, are just crucial mm -hmm. to, because um, it's, it's even, even if, the, you know, we obviously want someone wise, it's just a different perspective. It's just, yeah being able an extra second opinion or whatever but still um people that are just want to see you succeed and yeah, god god has created us for a relationship and that's why yeah. marriage exists and then he's also there's nothing like being with people that you um like and feel comfort from uh and the pandemic has you know exacerbated some of that but mm -hmm. uh i know i did a uh four person chat for the series last friday and we had such a good time, just four of us sitting chatting, and it was—it just felt so normal again because there's something we crave relationship, and um, there's something healing that comes from just being with other people who can hear where we're at, and um, and uh, that's awesome. I mean, a little bit of a segue. I know one of the one of the episodes that you guys had, you got talking about, you know, uh, the bombs in marriage and the bomb of marriage. You know, not throwing the bomb in um, negative communication, but the healing bomb, and. Um, Communication, I know uh, I've done premarital counseling with couples over the years, and, uh, and I always say communication is the number one reason uh, that couples break up or are having difficulty. So, and I'm, I'm a big fan of patterns. I always say to my wife, I just love patterns and structure, probably to a point that makes her anxious that I like it so much. But I always remind her, I'm like God. He makes the sun come up every day, go down every night. He likes patterns and order. And one of the little patterns that we had for many years that I think um, made such a difference uh, on Saturdays, this Saturday coming again, we'll go out together, but virtually every Saturday we spend time together. And for years we would get out of the house and go sit at a second cup that now is closed, but not all that far from here. And I would read the newspaper. Um, this is back when newspapers existed too. And I would <laughs> read the newspaper and she would um, just kind of read or, or whatever. And we would just chat for a couple of hours and have a latte. And I've often said, I don't know how we would have gotten through some of the, the periods of time, you know, raising two kids and she works full time and she's very involved in ministry here at the church and some very busy periods. But that, that couple of hours that we used to spend there, and another pattern that we had in our family that uh, ended too soon in some ways, but we used to do family night on Fridays. And it was like, uh, it was just a pattern. And I remember once when uh, Zach was probably about six, we'd ended up out with these board members on a Friday night. 
And Zach looked at them, looked at me, and he said, "Daddy, why are they here? It's it's family night, and they're not our family." Yeah. <laughs> but I found those two pieces for us are just uh, back to the communication, spending time to communicate together about you know important things and little things. So, what are some of the patterns you've put in place to keep communication positive? Is maybe where I can land that question. Sure. Well, of course, this year has completely. Uh, wreaked havoc on our patterns and on our routines and all of that. But I think all the more reason we need to prioritize and make and fight for moments together. Um, so I can remember this year, definitely, let's just go out in a drive through and the Dairy Queen down the, <laughs> down the street from us. Too many times drive, she did very that. Very convenient. And a lot of people <laughs> were eating their feelings. The line was like so long. But just getting time away from the kids. And also, um, we I, I'm not going to say that we're perfect with this, but we do try to be intentional to, in the mornings, um, just get together and pray. Dan wakes up earlier than me. And he likes his alone time, but then I always, I'm, I'm kind of the, I'm with you, Wayne. I like the structure and I'm the one that yeah. kind of keeps us on track and on I'm schedule. I'm flighty and she's the structure. And so sure. I'll pull him in and I need that for me too. I need that like, okay, I need this time with you. And like, we're on, again, on the same team. Um, let's pray. Let's deal with this first and deal with God so I can deal with the rest of life for the day. So that's been this year, but I mean, I feel like everything I'm about to say is just all the obvious, but it just is obvious because it's true and it works. So prioritizing date night, we, we try to do things pretty regularly, even through this year um, together that are new and different. He actually just went skiing with me this week. Of, what was that? Two nights ago. And that is so not Dan, but he just did it, you know, so we try to do things that, was my that Valentine's are fun and different. Actually, yes. I enjoyed it. I ended up enjoying yes. it. He you, made didn't, you didn't break anything? We no. only each both had one crash landing. It, it was, we would do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, so just different things. Um, also, I feel like um, you talk about patterns. I feel like couples and in our unhealthier season, we would be in a pattern of, when the kids are, you know, are put to bed, we go our separate ways. He wants to go watch his thing. I want to go watch my thing. And it sounds kind of silly to say, find something you want to watch together that you both enjoy. But that's actually helped us come together, even if it's just watching a show, watching TV. Cobra Kai. Rather than, <laughs> yeah, rather than going your d different ways and doing your own things, being intentional Danielle, you had a great quote that I heard you um, say on one of one of the episodes. You said this, marriage is like your waistline. <laughs> if you don't pay attention to it, it will go in a direction you don't want it to go. Uh, so what are some of the ways that you, we've been talking about it, but what are some of your, when you know you need to pay more attention to your marriage, what what does that usually look like for you? I mean, I'm okay. So you can tell what's important to me, my marriage and my waistline. <laughs> so, in, a, in a word, it's being intentional. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you're essentially what you're talking right. about. It's uh, if, you, if you're not intentional in your diet, mm -hmm. then you'll just go do the chicken wings and pizza and ice cream every night. Cause that's the fun thing. 
But if you are intentional about it, you're like, no, I actually know that I should eat something green and that there should be some nutrition in there. And it's that way. So things like going to bed at the same time, right? which we didn't do early on going into marriage because I was more of a night owl, but maybe my old age or something, I've shifted or it's partly intentional as well because you insisted on it too. (laughs) But yeah, things like that and the praying together, like we already said, Um, doing things, date nights, spending time together, uh, making the effort to talk about things um, rather than just keep it inside and assume what the other person is thinking. So those are all things we know and the obvious, but it's the doing. And so, you know, I have a phrase that we kind of use around our house and just in general, it just works for life in general, but definitely in marriage is right feelings, follow right actions. So Mm -hmm. if we're not actually feeling it, if I'm not into him right now, I'd rather go up and hide in my room and watch a Hallmark by myself. If I'm not feeling attracted to him, if I'm feeling annoyed, whatever it is, do the right things that you know that you've been taught and the feelings will trail behind. And it that is the connect, the, the connector, the glue is actually willing yourself. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the knowing because everything we just said every couple probably knows it's in the actual follow through. And this is the thing that, that I, that I like to talk about in, in marriage often is that our thought life regarding our spouse is so important mm-hmm. and what we think about them and what we allow ourselves to think about. And then we, then we begin to notice those things more and more and it mm-hmm. reinforces the good, whatever is good, whatever is pure, whatever right. is right. Think on those things. Our thought lives. I got this from my wife. My wife came up with this. Our thought lives are a lot like our social media feed, our Facebook mm-hmm. feed and whatever you click on, whatever you entertain, mm-hmm. you get more of in your feed automatically. You click on one ad about going, on vacation somewhere mm-hmm. on Facebook, you're going to get 10 more ads all day about vacations somewhere. And our brains are similar that way. Whatever we entertain, whatever we allow ourselves to entertain about our spouse, it, we, we see it more, it, it reinforces it more, we get more of that. And that's why that verse that you were referencing from Philippians, what God knows our brains. He knows mm-hmm. how we are made up and how we're designed. And so that's why he instructs us to think on mm-hmm. and focus on the good things and that the good, if you focus on the good, the good will grow. Yep. And so that's I've really actually, good. this year, I've done this, I've done this um, for with other people, but I've actually done this with Dan this year too, is... Um, actually doing the exercise of writing down the, what is good about Dan? What is true and honorable and That must excellent. have been a long list. It was huge. And I, thought, I thought you were going to, Dan, I thought you were going to say that must have been really hard to come up with. <laughs> no, I went the other way with it. At that moment, you have to will it. Like I said, right feelings follow right actions. But what that actually does is that one annoying thing that Dan was the thing I just couldn't get over that was eclipsing. Do you want to tell us about that or? (laughs) (laughs) The point was it actually what happens is all the good suddenly I go wait a minute I'm looking at this laundry list of good things about this guy Mm -hmm. and it eclipses and it suddenly makes that one thing small enough to handle and small enough to forget about and then you move on and so it's just a smart uh, that's awesome advice to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. What would you guys say to a couple today that are really struggling? And I know we've had some emails and um, calls from people 
really struggling and um, teetering on domestic violence. I mean, some tough times for people in different circumstances. And just like you said, as you experienced um, job loss and life circumstances, some people are going through those exact things and it's absolutely playing uh, out in their marriage and wreaking havoc in their family life. So what would you guys have to say to a couple and a family that are just really struggling today uh, and relationally, um, they're, they're just maybe at their wits end and almost ready just to, you know, walk out of the car or walk out of the house door and um, call it quits. Don't try to fix everything on your own. Um, but also the, the hard times are moments that the, the things in us, the yucky things that we, we can stuff down and pretend aren't there in regular life they just bubble up, they surface up. And so they often are catalysts for what do you need to deal with in your life anyway? And we need to be humble. And the person that the Lord is going to use the most in your life, because it's not about our comfort, it's about our character. That's what this marriage is about, is making us more like Christ, is there have been times that Dan's had to speak into my life. He knows he's living with me. I'm living with him. And we have to be... Um, teachable and humble enough to allow our spouse to speak it. Now, timing is everything, you know, if there's a lot of stuff going on, but um, there's been times when I've realized, oh my goodness, I need, I need your, he is so right. And so um, we call that sandpaper. I know the, the Bible has the term iron sharpening iron. That's what we're supposed to do. But Think of this time as sandpaper, as it's rough, it's hard, it's abrasive, but it's using, if we're willing, it's using uh, this circumstance um, to polish us, to get rid of the dirt, to make us less harmful to people, to, to do what, um, that's what marriage is meant to do. And so even though we want to escape these hard times, even though we want the comfort and we would buck up against it, God is still doing good things. And I feel like he's, he's matured us and refined us in this process. Mm -hmm. um, and especially as a couple. Yeah. So when, when we take some time to spend time with the Lord and, and allow to absorb his word and stuff when we're squeezed, then that, that's what's going to come out of us. And mm -hmm. so again, that's kind of like going back to giving your, your spouse uh, a healthy version of you, not that we can fix ourselves completely, but mm -hmm. uh, that intentionality. That's awesome. Dan, would you just uh, lead us in prayer and just pray as we close today for couples out there who are watching and who are struggling and um, wrap up that way? Yeah. Lord, we thank you for being good in the midst of bad, for being faithful in the midst of turmoil. Lord, you have been faithful in the past. You, we read through your scripture over and over stories of your faithfulness to generations past. Lord, we've seen your faithfulness in our lives. So many of us, I know we have, and I know so many hearing my voice can say, yes, God's done this. He's done that. He's been faithful in the past. And Lord, we just believe that you haven't brought us this far to leave us here for dead, but you're going to bring us all the way that you have good plans to prosper us and not to harm us and plans, good plans for our marriages, Lord. Lord, I lift up marriages to you today. Those that are listening and, and are saying, I don't know, it might be over. I don't know, it's gotten pretty bad. Lord, we just believe that 
Lord, your word says that you are the God of the impossible, that what is impossible with man, we look at impossible situations sometimes, infidelity even. God, what is what is impossible with man is possible with you. You are the raiser of the dead and you are the breather of life into dead things, even dead marriages. And so God, I pray that you would breathe a fresh breath of new life, God, in marriages. God, I pray that you would rebirth dreams. God, the dreams that were born on an altar when we walked down an aisle and faced each other and committed to one another and and we had dreams of what marriage would be like and then reality has kicked in over however many years and it's not been exactly that god i pray you bring a rebirth of dreams for what is possible with with marriage and life surrendered to you and what you want to do lord god you have said that marriage is designed to be a picture of of you god you even call us your church your bride and that relationship that close deep relationship lord you want to build that in marriages and you want to use it to show the world who you are and 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 the love relationship that that you want with with everybody so god i pray that you would restore hope restore vision god that those that need some outside help would have the humility to say i need help and to get it and god that you would reward that lord you say that you are the rewarder of those who diligently seek you and that when we humble ourselves and admit our need for you that you lift us up and i pray marriages would be lifted up in the coming days god because of our uh willingness to trust you surrender to you and believe you for your good in our marriages. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks so much, Dan and Danielle. It's been great having you guys here today with us. And um, just a reminder for all of you, you can look up uh, their uh, channel on A Better Us on YouTube and uh, watch uh, four seasons there and lots of great content. And um, you can also look up Danielle McCauley's books on Amazon and um, enjoy those. So thanks so much for being here today, guys. And have a great day.